Hello and welcome to Somniloquy, your monthly podcast about all things creative, pseudoscientific and a little bit absurd. I'm Janat, your host, and joining me today, as ever, are Joe. Hi. He's not going to okay. say hello. I didn't know there was a cue. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. <laughs> Joe. Yes. Jonas. <laughs> hello. And surprise special guest. Dr. Mikey Goodman. Mikey, introduce yourself. Oh, no way. Hey, everyone. <laughs> hey, How Mikey. How's it going? Hey, Joe. Good to hear from you. And yeah. it's nice to finally meet Jonas as well. Hello. Yes. yes. Hey. Well, hey. Jonas knew all about this, but this is why, Joe, I was saying about the rearranging situation. Was right. like, oh, I can't. Well, Mikey couldn't spare an extra 15 minutes for me. No. I, I, I could and I did, no. Joe. Okay, I'm glad. I know. That's true. Always. Because you did say 4.30, and then it's like, okay, and then you said 3. Yeah, well, that's the art of the deal, right? You go in. Yeah. The art of the deal. <laughs> you go in <laughs> big. Donald you? Trump. <laughs> well, um, well, before we start, no one else knows who Mikey is. So uh, Mikey is an old friend of Joe and ours, or mine. Um, who are you? Where are you based? What do you do? Hello, I'm, I'm Mikey. I'm uh, based at Cardiff University. Um, I currently write my first monograph, uh, which is based on my PhD project, which was looking at how we can remediate uh, old historical images in the context of uh, the World Wide Web. Yes, amazing. Um, I wanted people to feel good because I feel like I've shocked Mikey and Joe in this scenario. Well, um, how how did you shock Mikey? Surely he knew he was in on it. <laughs> I know, but I'm in a very cool hipster-based place here, Joe, yeah. and I'm feeling very uncomfortable outside yeah. my you know, know. usual parameters. Oh, you were a rebel. <laughs> yeah. Am I allowed to yeah. name drop that? Yes, you okay. can. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Joe, um, yeah, before we properly start, tell us why you like Mikey so much. No pressure! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. my God. Oh no! Well, what's Jeanette. what's not the like? Is oh no! Oh, oh man! I know. Now you feel much better. Right? Oh. Uh, do I need? To, I, I I I can answer if you want me to. Is is it relevant? No, yeah. No, definitely. Please answer. Well, it caught me off guard. Um, <laughs> no, keep, keep it like that, Joe. Keep what's not to like. Yeah, That's it's a bit more, on the CV. It's a bit more mysterious, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's it's like an <laughs> ephemeral, and liminal. Yeah, but then, but then no one will know why Joe likes you. Well, hopefully by the end of this podcast, people They'll will understand. <laughs> well, <hope> so. <laughs> well, Janata, I was telling you a few days, weeks ago, I don't know when. Uh, I think we were talking about Mikey, right? And then I said that what I liked was that he could make anything exciting. I think mm-hmm. oh, yeah. that's, that's one of the biggest... Because obviously I can say he's nice, he's my he's one of my best friends. Oh, uh, Joe. You know, it's fun to be around, all those things. But what makes him unique is that he makes everything exciting. Which oh. I hope he'll also make this um, podcast oh, exciting. Well. No pressure. No well, pressure. Yeah, I hope so. I hope <laughs> so, guys. We'll cut it out, we'll cut it out. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll do this. Mm. Yeah, no, don't cut it out. What are you on about? Okay. So, uh, Jonas is completely out of the loop here. Sorry, Jonas. Can, can I just say, I've, I've, well, um, all I've ever heard is good stuff about Jonas as well. Oh, uh, so, uh, so well, you know, and Joe knows how cool. much I love him. Um, but it's good to good to finally hear Jonas's voice. It's very American, right? 
Yes, I <laughs> you as well, Mikey. That's nice. Uh, and just okay. before before we start, just to clear the air, Jonas and I are currently engaged in a very exciting chess game, and oh, he's already yes. he's already beaten me once, so there's a bit of tension in the air. Just so okay. you know, but I I'll try to behave. Some tension <laughs> from, from this far away. Uh, yeah. Okay. Today's topic. Do you want to jump in, or shall we delay more? Let's go for it. Okay. Today's topic was chosen by Jonas and its uniqueness. And the question of the podcast of the day, of the month even, because it's a monthly podcast, (laughs) is do we put too much emphasis on uniqueness when it comes to art? Anyone want to start? Well, I guess the reason I brought up this topic is because when I was first getting into my, first getting interested in writing, I've put so much pressure on myself to be unique, to have a very original idea. And I think that kind of, you know, that feeling that you have to be original and you have to be surprising and new and like special is something that holds a lot of people back from even trying. Mm-hmm. If they feel that everything they come up with has been done before, they, I think it holds a lot of people back. It held me back anyway. Joe? Um, I, well, my, I, I have a question as well, because I can't think okay. of anything sensible to say. It, <laughs> is it, is it a, is it a symptom of, of today or have writers always struggled with this is what I'm wondering. Cause I feel like, oh, good question. um, good question. wanting to be, or believing that you, that everyone can be special. It seems to me is a very modern Western idea, right? But I'm just mm-hmm. throwing that yeah. out there. Yeah. Whether that's always been around for writers or is it? Is it new? Well, I can answer uh, that. I know. Mikey <laughs> can answer this. Go on, Mikey. Yeah, tell us. Tell us about the history of... Well, the idea of the, the author and originality in the way we perceive it today is very much a, a romantic ideal from the beginning of the 19th century, basically, where we think everyone has to be original and unique in a Wordsworth, yeah. Coleridge sense. Um, but at the same time, what's, what's quite interesting, and a few people have written couple of a few people have written a few good books about it is that idea of the writer originality and the author comes about at exactly the moment capitalism is becoming more and more prevalent throughout western societies and and copyright as well so it's all these things are entwined with each other and and are going at the same time um because you know the example i always use is is shakespeare yeah Uh, obviously (laughs) (laughs) because in you know in Shakespeare's day, well, let's use Shakespeare as an example. Mm-hmm. Shakespeare just took whole plots and you know put his own spin on them, basically. And no one was like, "That's how you made a career." And that's <laughs> that's how, that's how you made a career because right. there was some there was something really uh, interesting about someone taking a story that was sort of commonly known. And changing it, and I think that's again today why we go and see so many different adaptations of a Hamlet. Yeah, it's to see what sort of spin can the directors, uh, can the actors put on this play that's you know, so, um, you know, so yeah. much part of the cultural ether. I mean, I was reading an interesting thing um, a couple of a couple of weeks ago, and I was talking about how the only reason that Shakespeare's lasted so long is that no one's put a kind of barrier on what you can do with it. Well, that's right. Yeah. Mm. Whereas, mention why, okay, explain why capitalism and, I don't know, authorship 
relate. Do you know why? Yeah, because the authors are suddenly wanting to get paid for their work. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Wow. Well, we've solved you know. it. We've solved it. Well, we haven't solved it, but I think, I think it's definitely worth investigating more, giving you very much a, a reductive <laughs> pot in history. Uh, but yeah, there's there, all these things are entwined, and you know, and you, you also can't separate the romantic movement um, from it doesn't exist in a vacuum. It, it, it also, you know, it's it's embedded within the cultural and political and social context of of, of, of that time. So, what, but what about this time though? The time we live in, because yeah, the, yeah. Is, it, is is it a particularly romantic time now? I think. Well, I'm going, to, I'm going to be quiet for a minute. What do you think, Jeanette? What do I think about right now? Yeah, what, what, what do you think about the pressures? Not, not what are you thinking about right now, but what <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I think about how absurd it is to be just sat in a room, just chatting over I, Skype and then hoping that it will be interesting in the end. I like um, it. What do I think about... Do you think today is a particularly now? romantic time period? I think we're, it's broaching... A kind of an interesting time where people are interested in collaboration but the collaboration is still based in money and money making and it's kind of it's the fan it's the fan culture which is forcing people mm. to kind of experiment with not being unique by the whole premise behind fan culture fan culture, fan? <laughs> fan culture <Yeah>. fan. Is, <laughs> the whole thing behind fan culture is using a, an existing story and making it your own right yeah and, and people don't seem mm. to mind you know there, there are people that. who read endless iterations of harry potter fanfic and they sure. you know, yeah. they never get bored with it i guess but the problem is i guess that it's not making money and so it's like like people are very protective over those those cultures because they sense the ownership is the only thing they have over those stories rather than actual ownership. Well, that's, I, I think maybe part of what Mikey was talking about was the uniqueness of the author as a person. And I'm, I was more thinking about the uniqueness of the idea. Yeah. So right. this comes up a lot in sci-fi, especially. So, Many, many times I would tell someone about an idea for a story I, I had and they'd be like, oh, they did that in Star Wars or, oh, the Matrix did that. Or, you know, it's like anything even slightly familiar, yeah. people will jump on it and say, oh, it's been done before here, here and there. And it's and I'm like, OK, so so what's your point? What is <laughs> yeah. that? Yeah. That's it's supposed to be some kind of discouragement from even doing anything with it. But I could say, you know, if you're writing a love story where uh, the couple kisses during a sunset. Well, I can tell you a million times that's been done before. <laughs> no. no, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. You're so right. <laughs> and that's so, the funny thing about like just the idea of art. That's one of the first things that I read when I came to do like English literature was the word art comes from artifice. So the whole point of it is having something that's already present, an idea, a character, something else, a setting, already present, and then rewriting it or, like, reproducing it in a different art form. Mm. So the whole idea behind art is using reference points and then making it faker. 
<laughs> but so last time we talked about uh, i think it was last time or maybe it was the first podcast episode but we talked about how uh we we were talking about writing creative writing courses and then we said the emphasis should shift from is it good to what good does it do right yeah. we, we're yes. talking about effect of the work it does it does the effect of a work diminish if it if it does it in the same in, in a similar vein compared to a, a previous work so if a work is less unique does it also have less of an effect because that's that's really what we should be wondering if we're saying that the effect is the important bit then um does uniqueness does it amplify the emotional effect or intellectual effect that a story could have i think it might but i also think that nothing is ob- like objectively unique to everyone no. like it, you every vampire story that's written there's some teen out there who's never read a vampire story and is going to read that and be like oh my god this is amazing <laughs> yeah, it's incredible because i was just thinking about vampire stories as well it's why like i was gonna bring that up as an example so i'm glad you did it so nope <laughs> now everybody <laughs> thinks you're the twilight reader stories. in our crew okay go on oh so and i mean i think the reverse is also true for everything that is amazingly unique and surprising to a lot of people there's probably some people out there who are like oh i've thought of this before or oh i've you know seen this before so i i don't know i think it's probably more important to focus on how you're telling the story and what you're trying to say rather than how surprising the aspects of it are yes because even minor changes in the way you describe a scene can make a massive difference as to, you know, right. what the reader's attention is being drawn to or what the reader feels. So I was, if people are saying that a work is not unique, usually I feel like they mean, oh, it's a similar plot or something. So you mentioned Star Wars earlier. But if you took Star Wars and you wrote the scene from a different, uh, the perspective of a different character or just in a slightly more, I don't know, pessimistic tone or something, the whole thing would still completely change, even though the plots mm-hmm. would be very similar. So is, is that what people are talking about when they say that a work is not unique, that it's, it uses plot elements or, I don't know, technologies? Or, actually, yeah. It's actually more, more ridiculous than even that. What I'm talking about is when I'm... Me, me or other people, I've witnessed it with people other than me, too, are describing a story and they say something like, oh, and then the characters go to this planet and the planet uh, has a huge gun attached to it. And they're like, oh, Star Wars did that. That's like the Death Star. I think it's, it's like it's, this. This is one kernel in the story <laughs> and they just they can't let it slip by because it's similar to something they've seen before. It, it's, it's really interesting that Star Wars is. It's, it's come up as an example of originality and uniqueness because <laughs> it's very much based on Akira Kurosawa's um, Hidden Fortress and the archetypes that I can't remember the name of the writer, but the, um, uh, he wrote it in the 50s, I think, or early 60s. I can't remember the name of the writer, um, The Hero with a Thousand Faces. Uh, and jo- yes. yeah, so George Lucas was playing with all these tropes and, and archetypes right. um, and put them in space. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, you know, it's like, a, you know, it's, it's a classic case of good versus evil. Yeah. Um, and then we could go 
back to uh, Kurosawa, Kurosawa, the Japanese filmmaker's original film, and we go, oh no, he was influenced by this in this film, yeah. and course, it's never yeah. ending. And, and of course, yes. you know, uh, do, do you all know the, the, the French cultural critic Roland Barthes? Yeah. Uh, well, he wrote in the, in the late 60s uh, an essay that's become very influential called The Death of the Author, and he says that mm. um, everything we do in art is always a collage of other people's quotations. And I think what's really interesting is how we mish and juxtapose, mishmash yeah. and juxtapose those quotations um, to create meaning and, you know, and yeah. to create something substantial and exciting and interesting. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's just how the human mind works. Yeah, I mean, you can't, you can't have a thought without having seen something yeah, or exactly. in, been influenced by something. Yeah. If you just grew up in a vacuum with no sensory input, you, would you even have any thoughts? I mean, Ooh. I think art is like that. Every art you create is based on other things you've seen and experienced. So everything just is influences. So this whole idea of originality, that's why I think it's just silly. And that's the only way it could be, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's impossible to imagine, try to, I think we've all done this as kids, to try to imagine a color you've never seen. It's impossible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it always needs to be <laughs> no, definitely. fed in from somewhere else. So, yeah, I know. I like to think of, I, I used to feel really, I actually sometimes when I was reading a book and I would come across an idea I really loved, I would feel a little bit disappointed because then I felt, oh, I can't write that idea now <laughs> because like, oh, I've read shit, it. Yeah. Simpsons now, did it. Now that I've seen it, I can't I can't write it or it would be copying. Um. But now I think of it as every idea or character, anything, is just, it's like an ingredient and you take it and you mix it together yeah, with others yeah. and you make your own, your own Special recipe variety. out of it. Yeah. Definitely. That's really nice. You wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't get mad at a chef for using eggs when other chefs use <laughs> eggs. <laughs> no, exactly. So um, in interestingly, I've just I've just been on the internet and um, apparently. Wow. Uh, uh, this is, oh, this tell is, us all about that journey. There's, there's a thing out there, guys. It'll blow your minds. Is it? What it's is it? The information superhighway. Um, and there's loads of information on it about things. And I've just been on it now. And apparently, which is quite interesting, uh, the first reference to originality is in the term original sin. Uh, huh. Uh, you know, meaning innate depravity of man's nature <laughs> wow. as a consequence of the fall. So maybe we should be aspiring to be original. I know. <laughs> yeah, anyway, just stay away from originality. It's a, it's a, po it's a poison chalice. Yeah. yeah. I know. It comes from original sin, guys. You don't want to be original. <laughs> that's, that's, if, I, if I leave you with one message, yeah. I want it to be that. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's better to have unoriginal sin. Just... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. At least people have tried it before. Yeah. <laughs> and you know where you are with it. Where Just... were we? <laughs> I was back in 1999. <laughs> yeah, we talked about original sin. It finally came in after 20 years. Finally. So, what's the worst thing you've ever done? What was that, que what was that question? I said, what's the worst thing you've ever done? <laughs> <laughs> well, hang on. <laughs> The oh, worst thing I've ever done is insult all the Dylans in the world on this podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Like Dylan, Dylan Thomas, Bob Dylan. Yeah. We went specific. But just general Dylans. Just yeah. Dylan. All of them. Oh. All oh, Dylans. Joke. All spellings. 
Yeah. You'll find out when you listen to the first episode. Okay. I haven't been able to listen to the first episode. Oh, don't. Spotify. Don't. (laughs) Don't. Okay. Okay. It'll be the worst thing you've ever done. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Original thing. Okay. Go on, then. You were going to say... Um, about the worst thing you've ever done. No, I wasn't going to. Wait, that's not the topic. The topic is. I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> I was. I was going to ask you guys, speaking about um, originality and uniqueness. How, yeah. how, how, how we, how, how, you know, last time I was at Rabble was for the Lucent Dreaming launch, uh, back in last May, April twenty eighth, twenty eighth of April last yeah. year, and it's good to be back. But I'm just wondering how you guys feel the first year's gone. Oh, that's a big question. Wow. <laughs> Jeanette, you're probably most equipped to answer this. Yeah, totally. It's gone great. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> no, how do, uh, I mean, how do, how do you feel it's about it? Because been... I've, I've been, like, for myself, I've yeah. been very impressed by the quality of the writing. I've been very impressed yeah. by the dedication you've all shown to the, to the magazine and the consistency of the production. And it still exists. And it still exists. That's the most astounding thing. Yeah. I think it's gone wonderfully. The, the great thing is that people are still finding out about us because we're so small, it's really easy to just yeah, definitely. come across us. But I think people are, I guess, not respecting us, but appreciating what we do and what what we're striving for yeah. and the fact that we're, we just experiment and we make stuff up and we're okay with being a little bit weird and a little bit too nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Depending, <laughs> on when, depending on who we're talking to. Yeah. That makes sense. Or showing off as a thing. I'm not very convincing. No, but you're, you're like that anyway. <laughs> I, I mean, you could win the lottery and you'd be like, oh, guys, I won the lottery. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I'm God. so monotone. Now I, feel, now I feel very anxious that I have to spend my money I know. on something and I don't know what you're I'm You're not do. wrong. I know I'm not wrong. <laughs> See, so I'm not really best place, whereas you guys are a bit more external. Like, yeah. Jonas, Jonas, you'll know. How's the first year gone? It's gone uh, pretty good. See, there we go. <laughs> I, got, I got people excited. No, it's it's great. I love it. I'm happy to be yeah. part of it. And it feels very chaotic behind the scenes, but I think we put on a <laughs> yeah. pretty uh, a pretty composed good face. Yeah. yeah. You really do. Oh, yeah, we, Mike, team. you're not part of the team. What are you talking no, about? I was, no, I was like, sorry, I don't know. <laughs> Just yeah, kidding. Why did I say we? <laughs> sorry, that was that was not Freudian at all. Um, but yeah, you, you guys... Did you really just invite yourself? No, I wouldn't want to because I've seen the chaos behind the scenes. <laughs> but, but, um, but you guys carry on. Do what you're doing. But, yeah, um, it is chaotic. Even for, like, the, for little tasks. <laughs> they're not a little tough like me getting joe to do the covers for example oh that's god still yeah chaos and it's only one thing yeah <laughs> but it's always the way with this sort of you know yeah this is what happens when you're slightly perfectionist yeah you're a mix of perfectionism and diy startup yeah yeah a lot and of anxiety into making the covers a lot of kind of sad annoyed little <laughs> like evening uh- hours Oh, I, love, I love the covers. I, I, you know, I think I think the whole aesthetic is is lovely. Yeah, people love the covers. That's the thing. People went for issue three because they love the cover so much, and it's like, this is great. Yeah. Basically, was- basically, though, making the covers is me trying to gain Jeanette's approval. 
<laughs> I will send something to her, like, and then now I've made it a habit to just send five or six different things just to see what yeah. sticks. And then she'll be like, well, I don't Too hate crazy. it. And I just know, oh, fuck. Yeah, I, need I to don't f- hate it. That's the most generic thing ever, which means I really hate this. I can't believe I downloaded it onto my computer. This is the worst thing ever. They're the most I devastating know. words I can oh, I know. in my life right now. Oh, oh I'm so goodness. sorry. <laughs> I know. But clearly I'm laughing about it. Yeah. It's, but the thing is, once it's printed, it makes sense, doesn't it? When you receive it, it's like, oh, I get why she was so... Yeah, of course, yeah. Annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> It does look beautiful, so yeah. you're, you're exacting oh, standards. God. You're getting too much of an insight behind the scenes. Well, I am, because I, I actually think your your listeners would like to know a bit more. About, about the chaos. About yeah. the chaos. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny, and also terrible. Like, I just sent Jonas, was it yesterday or the day before? Yeah. I was clearing out our inbox, and I haven't done that since, what, September? October last year. There are a couple of stories and a couple of poems we never replied to. I know, I feel so bad. So guilty. Oh, no. So, so guilty. And it's like, oh my God, it's been five months. And usually our turnover is like a month. And it's like, oh God. And the worst thing is if they're rejections as well, like Jonas was saying. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) we made them wait five months. And then we're sending them a rejection. That's not us. It's terrible. It's terrible. I, I mean, you need to change your internet provider to AOL yeah. <laughs> because they right. are very good. It's too They're much of a delay. Good. Yeah. Yeah. You need to get those emails. I know. That would be faster with AOL than without. Can, yeah. <laughs> it still exist. Do you know what? I'm, I'm willing to bet there are some indie hipster startups in the world out there who are right now switching over to AOL. Uh, Just like oh people using... Yeah playing cassette tapes or something i'll have to add an addendum to the rejection letter to say sorry for the delay we don't use aol yeah (laughs) yeah yeah exactly so we have no excuse that's the sad bit we have no excuse that's it well because even if you had aol and you're not interested in uh email you can contact your writers if they give you their uh, aim address yeah. yeah, whatever it's called. Know. You know, you can just get in contact straight away and instant. maybe have a little live chat with them about yeah, why you rejected. I think it's called instant messaging. Instant messaging? Yes. No way. I think, I think. So what's the A stand <laughs> for in AIM then? AOL. No, in AIM. No, the A. The A in AOL. Oh, a- a- oh, oh a- America a- Online a- instant messenger. Oh. Is it? I think that's, no, that's right. Yes. Wait, are you saying AIM is, a, is an acronym within an acronym? Yeah. Oh my goodness, it guys! It's like being in flipping Inception. We need to go deeper into the messenger. Oh my god! We can make it a gimmick. The... We can make it yeah. a gimmick of ours, and then see. I think. I think if someone wrote a short story about going deep <laughs> going... into instant messenger, that would be quite original. It would. It would be. I, I think. think was... What was it? We we came up with in high school. We called it the TTP project, and TTP stands for the TTP project. exactly that's excellent what was the ttt project ttp what what was the project part i don't actually remember i was like like 15 like your work's done the name is all that's needed that's great oh this is why we're still doing this because we still continue to do weird stuff well i I was just going to say so uh the whole sort of idea ideal uh, concept behind lucid dreaming was uh, not originality but a sort of weirdness 
And yes. How do you think those things sort of intersect, overlap? Yeah. Uh, do you think you've managed to carry on with that, you know, consistency in, with that ideal? Or... Joe, were you going to say something? Uh, well, I don't know why, but I'm reminded of when I was in high school. It was it was getting popular for some reason to to act random on purpose is what we called it. Have you? Do you oh, guys okay. know this phenomenon? Oh, it's like I uh, think... planking, or or is that? Yeah, things like that. Just like make yourself quirky on purpose by saying random things. And you would actually say like, oh, that's so random. Things like that. Oh, yes. For some reason, I associated with SpongeBob SquarePants. (laughs) The kind of of humor that's in in SpongeBob SquarePants where just (laughs) random things happen. And then, I don't know, people try to be original that way, right? Yes. That was an institution. Yeah. I don't think that... That that's what we're aiming for, right? We're not no. trying. To... <laughs> no, yeah. We're not trying look to at, be spoken. Look at us. We're really zany. <laughs> no, <laughs> zany. Yeah. No, yeah, that, that's a word from the days of AOL, Mikey. Nobody. <laughs> oh well, you know, I was so zany when I was on AOL. Were you ever on AOL? I was on AOL, but I, I never used things like Instant Messenger and stuff. Though. Oh. It was just like, oh my god, I can get on the internet, and of course, in those days, it was dial-up. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. You'd be like, brilliant! I've got the internet. Yeah. And as soon as like you get on it, yeah. you're like, oh, what am I going to look for? I know. <laughs> like, there was what am I going to do? do? I know. I could, I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just, it was weird. Text it was, processing. It was, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I could, it's, it was like the Wild West. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Discovering a new land and trying to be like, oh, well, all the golds, we don't know where the gold is. No, exactly. And people, <laughs> people. I can think people are like, oh yeah, I'm just surfing the web. Yeah. It's like, what do you mean surfing the web? I know. That implies you're, you're looking at loads of different web pages. I know. Like of an afternoon. I like that was ever a phrase. Whereas I'm like, I like the idea of it because I like I, I like to think of all the information out there, yeah. like water. Yeah. And you know, everything's a little yeah. droplet of yeah. water and there's an ocean of it. Um, I like it as a phrase, but but I can't say because <laughs> yeah. I'm bored really before because I haven't got any ideas of what I want to look for yeah. because and I know I've got to look for something yeah. my mum's going to want to use a phone yeah. it's just going to knock me off yeah. <laughs> and yeah so so yeah. Yeah. you have to look for the big waves out there big yeah, waves big, big waves. interesting waves but like going back to weirdness and uniqueness yes we are I think the fact that we went for weirdness is just because Wow. Well, I, we I don't think it was really exactly weirdness. And I don't like to go back to the thing about originality, too. We're not really focusing on being original in any yeah. kind of sense of that word. We have an idea of an aesthetic that we like, like Mikey noticed our aesthetic. So that's good. And we have an, an idea of a sort of vibe and feel that we want the stories to have. And we aim at that. And we don't get yeah. distracted by worrying about whether what we're doing is original or unique. Yeah. Yeah. And I think when we were talking about weird, really, what we were talking about is the things that we find interesting that other people might not. Oh. We're saying weird as if it's not normal, you know? Yeah. It's not necessarily for everyone. Yes. We're very aware that we're publishing things that not everyone will find interesting. Sure. There might be pieces that people hate. There might be pieces that people actually enjoy. And it was surprising getting the feedback from the first issue as to what stories people actually enjoyed. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we kind of felt, I don't know, I don't know. I say we, and I can't remember who I talked to about it. It might have been Joe, it might have been Jonas, about the stories that people liked best were ones that were slightly more 
normal. Yeah, yeah, right. I remember you saying that. Yeah, yeah. And that was interesting because I guess that's the general reader. We were still trying to find our audience. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think we're doing a better job of them finding us and us finding them now that we've yeah. established. Oh. But I'm, I'm established the brand. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm very okay with have, just having reaching out to the normal reader, to be honest. Although, yeah. bit of you know, Jonas, you're gonna hate me for for saying or for reminding you of this. But when we did when we set up the magazine, uh, well, I was I was doing the same thing, but you were very vocal about not having certain types of stories. <laughs> like I remember you specifically mentioning a ragtag band of survivors. Yes. Post-apocalyptic <laughs> wastelands. Is that is that something to do with originality? Where you're like, well, I've seen that a million times before. It's. It, I guess for Let's, me, yeah. those stories are almost always about exactly the same thing, and exactly the same thing happens in them. I. Mm. I mean, you could write something that spoke to me in that setting, but I think it would just be really hard. But. You know, thinking about that now, a couple of years later, maybe we don't need those restrictions. Maybe we should just read the stories and decide. Yeah, we should actually practice what we're preaching in this yeah. episode. Oh, wow. <laughs> this means we need to go back and change the submission guidelines. Yeah. This mean, yeah, exactly. We need to become a magazine solely dedicated to ragtag kind of survival <laughs> oh stories. And Dylan. <laughs> and they all, yeah, they're all named Dylan. You know Cardiff University's dragon mascot, Joe? Yeah. That's called Dylan the Dragon. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. I remember. <laughs> You're right. It's all, it's all connecting now. Jeanette, can we have him on the podcast next time? It's a she. It's a she. And, I, and I've got a funny story to tell about this. Yeah. I, I met her out of costume when I was leaving the library a few months Would ago. Would you call that in the flesh? Or? Um, I met... It's I met, more like out of the flesh, out of the dragon I met, flesh. How would you use it? She's the soul of the dragon. (laughs) The soul. I met the soul of Dylan the dragon, (laughs) who 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 I met a couple of days before that at a at a research seminar, and um, so we got talking then. So I was leaving the library, and she said, "Oh hi, Maggie," and I said, "Oh hi, I'm so sorry, I didn't catch your name." And uh, she said, "I was Vicky. Uh, We've met before," (laughs) and I was like, "Oh my goodness." what is this now? And I was like, what's happening? She's I'm Dylan the dragon. And I, I was at your graduation. You gave me a big hug. And I was like, oh man, this is such, this is so bizarre because as anyone who knows, I've been fascinated by Dylan the dragon yeah. for yeah. at your least, at least, Cardiff career. at least five years. Yeah. yeah because I, I, it's, it, it's just so funny. I love it. I love that he or she or whatever it is. It, she, she. Yeah. It's, 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 I mean, I'm not sure when Dylan the dragon is a dragon, yeah. he necessarily has a, a gender identity. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, well, but, surely uh, dragons need to breed as well. No, I'm not sure we... Dylan does. Uh, yeah. Though I have seen him, his disembodied oh, no, head once. Oh, oh, just, lo- just, just hanging around in City Hall like a post-apocalyptic. <laughs> Mikey, even though you said Vicky was out of costume, I just, when I was listening to your story, I still imagine it as her being in the costume without the head. Without the head. It just feel like me. Yeah, I know. (laughs) It made it even funnier. And apparently, (laughs) apparently, obviously I I had questions. Um, Apparently, Dylan the Dragon, when you're in Dylan the Dragon, you can't see. 
Oh. So that's why Dylan the Dragon always has a little helper. Oh, no. <laughs> you guys, Dylan the Dragon oh round. They did a terrible job. The well, streets of Cardiff. If she couldn't yeah. see, then how did she recognize you? Because, I know that's a great Ooh. question. Because Ooh. her friend who helps guide Dylan the Dragon was at that research seminar and told Vicky, oh, we know him. Oh, we know him. <laughs> Are you that's serious? such a bizarre. Like, like a dragon whisperer, like, oh, yeah, you know, I know. this guy. <laughs> I know. Dragon Whisperer, that's a really cool thing to do. The friend of the dragon. Yeah. The dragon Whisperer. Yeah. Wow. And I, I feel sorry for the friend of the dragon because, like. Friend of the dragon. <laughs> because I don't even know who that was. I know. For starters. And Dylan the dragon gets all the credit. I know. And well, all the visibility. Like, yeah, I, just, I like how the friend tells Vicky, like, we, you know this person, even though <laughs> yeah, the friend yeah, also yeah, yeah. knows you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Why didn't it come up to me? I know. It'd be like, you know. Anyway, oh, that's that's, that's so a story. Sweet. That's a Dylan base. Just completely <laughs> sacrificing her life to support the the dragon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. That's what it's like, isn't it? In the future, yeah. maybe we'll all have to have our own dragon, like our own sort of Pokemon that we Friend carry of around. The dragon. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's incredible. In what a world. Was she like? <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Well, there we go. That's the end of that story. <laughs> that's what they're saying. Hey, speaking of. Twitter, guess what happened to me this morning in my people you might like to follow section, speaking of things you don't like. What? I, uh, how are you meant to guess that? Only I, I don't forget the question, what's the question? <laughs> <laughs> Please remind Joe so, of the question. So on, on Twitter, it comes on, on a little sidebar, yeah. uh, people you might like to follow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And there's probably a reason I'm not following them in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> and number one on the list was Coldplay. Oh, <laughs> like, oh no. What are you doing? Oh, if you don't know everyone, which you won't because you've not met Mikey unless Mikey advertises this podcast. Mikey really hates Coldplay. As do I. As do I. I just dislike I just don't get it. You don't get... I just don't understand. Oh, God. Actually, the other day I was reading the perfect... So this was not about Coldplay. It was about Imagine Dragons, which is uh, the, oh, yeah. by many considered to be the new Coldplay or the new Nickelback. Oh, really? However you like it. Really? Somebody described that uh, listening to Imagine Dragons was like when somebody's telling you about the dream they had last night and you really just don't care. Oh, no. I'm unaware of this band. You'll have heard of their songs. You've, pro- for sure. you've probably heard at least one of the songs. Okay. Joe, sing it. No. Just imagine a dragon, Mikey, if you will. Okay. <laughs> I'm imagining a big red dragon called Dylan now. Yeah, well, that is that is better than the band. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's wow. not the band, the thing you imagined. Okay. Anyway, I don't want to insult Imagine Dragons fans. It's fine. But you, we all know the feeling, right? When I know, yeah, I, I don't want to insult Coldplay fans. Yeah, They're, obviously not. You know, See, it, I, it sometimes I tell people about my dreams, but it's it's never really interesting, is it? <laughs> no, it's very hard to care about someone else's dream unless they're like yeah. super important people to you, and even then, it's like yeah. you can only listen to so much. Yeah, even so, our magazine is kind of built around. No, because dreams. Uh, dreams never make sense. They never have any impact or cause on anything in the world. So they, they're they're pointless. So <laughs> it's very hard to care about Are you about talking them. about dreams or imagine dragons? Dreams. Well, maybe both. <laughs> I don't know. 
Imagine Dragons has a lot more impact on the world than, you know, the dream you had last night. So Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I think, yeah, that's true. I know, but the only reason that our dreams don't have an impact, our literal dreams, is because we don't tell people about them. And if we do <laughs> tell people about them, they already tune it out. Right, because yeah, it's I, if I, <laughs> it's like a horrible cycle. <laughs> well, it's hard to care about something that has no causality, and dreams yeah, exactly. are like that. So, uh, if you're watching a movie and it's just stuff happening with like no relationship to each other, it you just turn it off, and that's kind of what dreams are. Yeah, I agree with Jonas. I think that's the reason they're not interesting. And then as you find yourself telling, you know, your friend about a dream you had, you realize, oh, damn, this is really boring. <laughs> right. oh, I no. mean, it's, it's... You get to that point, don't you? You're like, <laughs> yeah. guys, listen to this dream I had last night. Oh, my God. What, what, and then about a minute in, you're like, what am I doing? I'm not interested. No. What am I doing? I'm doing if it your again. dream's a minute long, it's too long. Right. Because, I mean, it's interesting, <laughs> it's interesting to me because I experienced it. I was having rushes of emotion and confusion and all these things. Yeah. Trying to describe it, it's like... And then uh, this monster appeared, but then it turned into my mom. And then it's like, ah, well, I don't, that means nothing to me. Definitely not, Jonas. <laughs> oh my oh, God. Wow. That's so sad. Honestly, I still like listening to people's dreams, but only when I'm involved in it. Oh. Where it's like, what does your well, subconscious mind tell you? That's different when somebody goes, me? hey, you were in my dream last night. Yeah. Guess what you did? It's <laughs> really hard to get. You ate a whole pack of ham What's in it? one sitting or something. I don't know. Whatever people okay, do that's in funny. That What's it in ham? That would be fun to hear about if, if someone had a weird dream about me. So I think you're right about that. Well, Jonas, have I got to tell you something? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. You haven't appeared in my dreams yet. <laughs> Yes. Oh. It's just gamesmanship. This is about the chess game, guys. Yeah, yeah it's psychological warfare. Jonas, yeah, yeah, psychological. He's trying to. It's gonna make me blunder yeah. with all his dream talk. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, guys, I've got you some lucent dreaming presents. Oh my gosh! Because, yeah. Okay. Like to celebrate the first year. Ooh. Wow! No way. To celebrate being invited on to the podcast. Oh, eh. So, it... of course, Jonas and Joe can't see this oh they can if i put the okay. thing on okay i was kind of so hoping it would just appear on my desk oh. <laughs> so, like joe, joe and jonas will have to play with this when okay how when do they I... get back when they jonas will probably never <laughs> maybe someday venture maybe someday find oh god the lighting we're on the wrong okay. side to have so look. lighting oh there so they are give me a second so i can yeah. put oh you got me an iphone no, I haven't got your iPhone, Joe. Oh, man. <laughs> That's not part of the present, that one. That's my iPhone. But this is, uh, this is, you're, this is you're all This sharing, is it. Can you see it? Headphones. This How is cute. all Okay, so for everyone listening, wow. it's a, I'm totally a llama corn I'm, bag. That, <laughs> That's so random. That's so random. So random. I got that from watching right SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> it's so weird. Quirky. What's Zany. inside? Yeah. Is it is the outside the present or is it? Um, it's all part of the present. Oh. I want you to carry this around Cardiff Bay with you, Janat. Oh great. You've just brought me something that I have to carry around. <laughs> yeah, because look at that. It's a mix of a llama and a unicorn. It's a great. portmanteau of okay. an animal. Okay. Is so it we... full of milk trays? So stick your hands and take that out first. Oh gosh. Oh my god. What is this? Oh my Can god. You see? 
Jolly Post Office. Is this a thirty a writing game? papers? <laughs> Look, turn it around. Re- what is, is it? Is it a a traditional post office role play? <laughs> oh <my laughs> playing gives game. hours of fun. Yeah. Oh my god! Look at this. Oh I can my... role play a, being a postman. There are fake stamps. Yeah, fake stamps. Fake stamps. <laughs> what? Amazing. There's a lovely oh post. Oh my god! A lovely postman. <laughs> There's a mask. Hey, there's our new cover. There's our new <laughs> yeah. Cover. We are not using this as a cover. That would, that I, think, would, I think you should call it uh, loose. This is my favorite bit. Okay. I think you should call it loose at post office. There's a little, there's a very cool ink, little ink thing. <laughs> this is, this is, what? This is amazing. It's a little. Where did you find this? You this can is... put, put people's submissions in that when you're uh, <laughs> emails down. Is that a no, post box? emails down. We've got a little uh, box. We've got a real this box. Is, this is a very um, elaborate way for someone to pretend to be a postman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. Elaborate yet entirely like, unconvincing. You need a new face to be a postman. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, imagine the, the, walking around imagine the neighborhood. Walking, well, wearing... imagine walking through customs or the airport. <laughs> I'm a postman. Hello, my name's Pat. Let me through. I'm on post business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need to uh, deliver a parcel. Oh, wait. Okay, and there's also coloring pencils. Coloring pencils, yeah. huh? And, yeah. uh... That's, that's when... Yes, Look, it says first class. Yeah, so... Oh. So, yeah. so we can... Class. Is that so we, we can <coughs> stamp uh, all that's... our rejections with that second class. Well, thank you so much, Mike. Definitely. I thought, you'd, on I thought you'd like that. Why? Okay. Because it's a so fun... So what do we actually do with it, though? It's, a fun, it po- it's a fun postman-based role-play game. <laughs> that's incredible. <laughs> Oh it's, look, it says, it's fantastic for creative play and helps develop reading and writing skills. That's exactly what we do. Oh, that's what we need. And I, thought, I, thought, I thought that would be ideal. Oh my God. I've got another oh, present you, as well. Thank you, even though I'll never what get to play with it. Oh, uh, Joe, you will. No, you will. I'll keep it safe for you. So the next present, oh, okay, um, this is because I know how much Jeanette loves her vinyl. Have I ever? <laughs> yeah, and I know how much Jeanette likes the popular 1970s band Wings. So there we go, Jeanette. What is this? <laughs> oh, amazing. No, the other way. <laughs> That's the B side. <laughs> Which I didn't realise until I got it. What are we meant to do with it? Just play it and listen I can't. To it. I'm not a it hipster. Was, it was the Christmas number one in 1977. Well, I've never... Touched a vinyl before. Well, oh, you're doing it all wrong. Mullaf well, Kintyre. Am I doing it all wrong? Oh, you You've ruined it. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of the biggest selling, if not the biggest selling single in UK Paul history. McCartney. Yeah. Mullaf wow. Kintyre. Is it a single? It's yeah. just a single. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a single and there's a B side, which yeah. is a bit weird. That is obscene. Yeah. Mullaf Kintyre. That sold over 2 million copies. I mean, and this being one million of them. I know, I'd like, yeah, because I, I don't want <laughs> Thank anyone Thank you stealing, so much, Mikey, for stealing that these absurd presents. No problem. Pleasure. Did you enjoy? It could be our theme tune. What? Well, of Kintyre. The, the single. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do have a jingle. Do you have a jingle? We are going to, someone recorded this yes. one for us. Oh, nice. Sam Hickman, I listened to that the other day. It sounds great. Oh, wow. So it'll be on the second episode, we hope. Cool. It's it's the perfect tune to play right before you tell somebody about a dream. I know it is. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that makes it's a harp. You know, it's one of those dreamy harp sounds. Yeah. yeah. 
It's a sound that makes the air waver and makes you travel back in time. Well, you know what? Yeah. You know what I'm going to do with it. I'm going to change my AOL. You've got email to the to the, to the jingle. <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know about copyright. I haven't asked. Probably should have done that first. Yeah. I'm just going to assume we can use it. No one writes music for someone else and then is like, okay, well, by the way, you're not allowed to use it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> but do you think things have to be relatable? In this world? Yeah. Yes. Okay. At least a little I, bit. I, I think they have to be relatable to humans. Yeah, I mean, I could, I could say something very unique right now. I could say, you know, please please beer please can do. pop tart Kleenex jigsaw puzzle. You know, that sentence has probably never been said before, but it doesn't mean podcast. anything. It's useless. <laughs> it might have been said before, but probably not on a podcast. <laughs> no, and the medium is the message. I know. <laughs> and really, I mean, any new work is unique, isn't it? It's just we're talking about degrees of uniqueness i guess how 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 unique does something really need to be i remember Mm. when blade runner 2049 came out uh, i don't know like a couple years ago and i love the i love the the vibe or the the mood of the film so much i went to watch it three times in the cinema and then i was i was just desperate for other films that had the same (laughs) there wasn't any around so sometimes you're actually looking for things that are not original you just want more of the same but this is the fan yeah. thing, where it's like, if you're a fan of something, you just want, you crave, you know, new iterations of the thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and then inevitably you complain about how it's not as good yeah, as I know. <laughs> the original. Yeah. The original feel. I, I, just, I just wrote a whole article about that that you need to read, Jenny. Oh, and tell me if it House? belongs in the magazine. Yeah, I, I watched Hill House, the Netflix original show, very, very, very loosely based on the Shirley Jackson novel. And I loved it so much that I read the novel. And then I loved the novel and thought, wow, I'm glad I watched the show first. Because if I had read the novel first, I would have had completely different oh, expectations wow. and probably would have been really annoyed by what the show did. Ah. So it, that's interesting to me that I, when I went in with no expectations, I really loved it. And uh, if I had gone in thinking that hill house this is somehow related to the hill house novel that i love then i would have been super annoyed totally so so i don't know where i was going with that but that's somehow related (laughs) to uh somehow related to originality because hollywood doesn't do anything original really anymore they just um yeah they just take recognizable titles so that people will go watch whatever whatever they're putting out (laughs) the opposite of uniqueness so it's funny that we're still kind of, or there are people who are obsessed with it, obsessed with uniqueness in a world that's full of, maybe that's why we want uniqueness so much is because we're kind of overwhelmed with, you know, remaking, rehashing, rebooting, that kind of stuff. Yeah, but yeah. People, people still, I mean, everyone I know seems to be annoyed by it, but they'll go and watch they it. Still make, they still make millions and billions yeah. of dollars, every one they make. So I don't understand. It's like some paradox. Yeah, I mean, I think it's good to strive to strive towards making something new, but it's maybe gone a bit overboard. So now in my the classes I teach, I have all these kids, and each every single one of them wants to be the new, unique mm. 
vlogger <laughs> personality or you know gaming streamer and then they go and do that and they all the gaming streams are exactly the same <laughs> so it's like oh watch my unique personality as i play this game and then they're just yeah. does anybody have like a truly unique personality I, that's a good question, I know. no no i think we're all just about... recombinations yeah. of of the people that we're close yeah, to human and traits. who we like or we dislike where it's like oh I don't want to do that anymore because that person I don't like does that and so all, you'll stop and if you want to get all Buddhist yeah. about it there's no, there's no such thing as self <laughs> oh wow true oh yeah. wow oh my god <laughs> I thought I the death of the author strike I thought I threw that in there <laughs> yeah thanks but we don't need to talk about Buddhism I mean, no, we can no. do. I mean, it is called Somniloquy, which means sleep talking. So Hey, yeah, it's such a great title. <laughs> so if you sleep talking... Well, we have Jonas. Yeah. Jonas, fantastic. Oh, uh, stuff. Ah, Thumbs really up. <laughs> I'm glad it's a real word that sounds cool. I was literally word. just like, is there a medical term for sleep talking? Because we should use that. And then they looked it up and it's like, oh, wow, that's actually a pretty word. Hooray. Pretty word. <laughs> lucky, yeah. lucky us. Though we almost went with pillow talk. No, no. <laughs> See, that sounds like a terrible erotic-based <laughs> podcast. Oh, yeah, we are launching an erotic magazine next <laughs> month. Our side what project. A side project. Actually, we did say no... Did, did we say no erotica? We did. Is that in our submission guidelines? Yeah. Do people produce oh, a lot did, of erotica? Yes, <laughs> yes they no, do in No, but mind. we just don't want to... See, I, I think it's probably... The, I, I, for an amateur writer, probably the most profitable yeah. genre. Yeah. Writer. Oh, definitely. I mean, for for any yeah. self-publishing person, that's where all the money is at. I know, but that's good and yeah. funny because, as I said before, amateur comes from amour, oh, nice. from so from love <laughs> or whatever. So it kind of makes sense that yeah, love does it the topic? Yes. Whereas profession, you know, like the difference between professional doing something as a. Prof- Doing something professionally and doing something as an amateur. One mm. you're doing it for the love of something, and one you're doing it as a profession. Cool. There we go. Wow, really, uh, that, that well, is that super kind cool. of morphed. You could, it's also yeah, an that, insult, though. That yeah. meaning, the meaning has totally shifted to being someone who is just inexperienced. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I like that original exactly. meaning a lot more. Original. Yeah, me too. So. Can always count on the French. Yeah. That nice words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh no, but going back to the weirdness stuff. Not the weirdness. What was it? Uniqueness and. SpongeBob. No, not, that, not that far. Not going that back. Going back <laughs> that far. But when we were talking about, um, when I was talking about rebooting stuff, and you were talking about people doing the same like gaming streams or whatever. The funny thing about them trying to yeah. be unique is that they're not really trying to be unique in one kind of like standalone thing. They're trying to be unique as in in a whole thread. They want to be unique and produce the same thing in that. It's not real uniqueness. Right. So they, 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 they have this idea that they're going to be unique, but they're following the exact pattern of every other show yeah, out there. They want to be unique yeah. within certain limitations that have already been established. Yeah, they want to be... They want See, when people are looking yeah. for something unique, what they're looking for is another kind of world to follow along, like another fan base. So like, it's like, oh, this is the new... They say okay. this is the new Game of Thrones or this is the new J.K. Rowling because it's... Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of evoking a long-lasting uniqueness, where it's not just unique in a standalone. It's like, right. oh, and then there will be a sequel and a prequel and whatever. So it's oh, the God. uniqueness is fake yeah. to begin with. It's it's not really 
they're just riding yeah. the wave or what i like to think of is you know how when <laughs> when a whale dies and it sinks to the bottom of the ocean and then for years and years all the little critters around feed off of it like that whale is like you know uh, <laughs> a, 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 no, uh, I'm sorry. I, I was stuck. Uh, I was stuck for an example, like Alien, yeah. the movie Alien, that original movie. That's a, like a giant whale, and now for decades we've had people like feeding yeah. off of that success and copying it yeah. in a million yeah. different ways. And like, when will it just be bones? When can we move on? Like, who knows? Like, it's just going to keep being copied yeah. forever. Well, did you know that's called a whale fall? When a whale, when a corpse, the corpse of a whale is lying on the bottom of the ocean. I did not. It's called know a whale that. fall, but it's like its own little ecosystem. There's probably yeah. creatures and plants that survive off of dead whales. So there definitely is. Yeah. Can, can um, I say something? No. Um, just say to yes. Jonas again. It's like it's really interesting for a alien because that's a great example and tying back to haunting a pill house. Alien is just basically a haunted house film in space. <laughs> <laughs> It's all been done before. before. You know what I love? But you I know love what I love when in film, well, they don't do it so much anymore. Right. Well, but what in I movie meant trailers, by like that format, the, the people in in a spaceship and they come across an abandoned Hulk and then there's something terrible inside that, inside yeah. that kills them all. It's like, yeah, you see that right. over and over and over and over again. That, not to mean they're all bad, but it's just something yeah. that happens now. Joe, you were saying? Uh, I think I interrupted you, Joe. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, I had nothing interesting to say. Joe's listening to all this and thinking, God, how am I going to edit this? <laughs> yeah. The He's a thousand yard stare. He's non plastic. I know my future time is. What, what, what helps dead. me when I'm listening um, editing, is to listen to some uh, classic Paul McCartney. I know, but he can't listen to something else while he's listening to the podcast. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. <laughs> Thanks for the suggestion, though. Such a shame. <laughs> <laughs> like, writing editing is very different. <laughs> okay, well, on that wonderful note. <clears throat> Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> we stuck to the topic yeah. just wonderfully. Uh, we, I think we did. Yeah. We've had less planning each well, episode. Is there anything you want to leave us with, Michael? I just wonder whether... Do, do you guys make uh, any distinction between uniqueness and originality? Or... Oh, wow. Mm. Um... Yeah, yeah, I think I do. Mm-hmm. Um, uniqueness is doesn't exist. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Great. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I think to me originality is when if you wrote something or you made another whatever work mm-hmm. of art or it could be anything, if it somehow has your Jeanette, can you pull out the the postman stamp? <laughs> No, the... it's too far down. We're connected. <laughs> the box. I'll take my headphone out. It has okay. your... <laughs> right, okay. Why are we taking these stamps out now? Yeah. Is that a good 
This is a podcast, you know, not know. a not a video <laughs> cast. <laughs> yeah, just to emphasize my point. There we go. No, that's not no not that kind of stamp. I mean the, oh the, the ink stamp. Well, oh, I didn't hear him because I have my head. What did you say, Joe? I have my not those kind of stamps. These oh, kind of stamps. For goodness' sake. I was like, what's that? Why's everyone quiet? Because there's nothing in your ear. Okay. Stamps. Originality. Yeah, originality is when you down. made something and it's got a, it's got a stamp on it with your name on it. And that's originality. It oh, means yeah. it came from you. Basically, if you if you didn't plagiarize something but you made your own thing, however derivative it is, I would call yeah. it original. Mm. Yeah, on it. definitely. And then to make that unique is going to if you wanted to make it unique, you'd basically have to yeah. invent a new language. That's so interesting because now I'm thinking of crisps. And all original crisps are ready salted. <laughs> <laughs> but none of them say unique. They say original. Because the arrangement of salt on every crisp is unique. True. Yeah. It's like the grains yeah, of sand on the beach. Original. I yeah, hear that's, it. That's, you, you, get why you get why I'm um, Farouk salt. <laughs> <laughs> It's not just regular That's salt. what makes it unique. <laughs> yeah. And that's why uniqueness is bad, because... <laughs> no, but I think uh, you don't need to... You, I don't think you need to strive for uniqueness. You just need to strive for originality. If if it's, if it came from you, if it means something to you, and then, you know, obviously you hope it means something to your reader as well, but if at least it means something to you, then it's original. I think uh, that's a, all you can do. There's a quote from, I think it's C.S. Lewis that I'm going to paraphrase and probably get totally wrong. But he said that people who try to be original rarely are, but people who try to be uh, honest will usually end up yeah, being original anyway. Good. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that isn't. That's a really nice quote. I think. Can we use that? Or is that copyrighted? I think yeah. it can't be copyrighted. <laughs> we can. C.S. Lewis is like a dead whale. All I have just... to do is just put his name next to it. And then after that, put your name, like Michael Scott, on the office. I'd say what's weird is getting past copyright and stuff. Every time someone uses the letter I, change it to an exclamation mark. Like pink. Like Has pink. she got an upside down oh. exclamation mark? Oh, no. No, that's, a, that's an I. <laughs> that's an I, Mike. I knew there was something going on. <laughs> Unless he means the Spanish one where you put it at the start of the sentence. I like that. That's good. I think that's a good place to say goodbye properly. So, okay. okay. Guys, just before we stop, I just googled quotes, of ori- yeah. quotes about originality. Uh, and here's a, here's a really good one. Um, it's by Jim Carrey, right? who we all know to be very original. And the quote is... Originality oh. is really important. Thank you. <laughs> Thank, That's it. That's Thank the you quote. So Thanks, much. Jim. Oh. Thanks, now, Jim. Thank you, Jim Carrey. <laughs> now I have a bad feeling about the name Jim. Okay, great. <clears throat> As always, huge thanks to our patrons over at patreon.com forward slash lucentdreaming for making this podcast possible. For the rest of the wonderful somnilocry listeners join us next month for another episode of more sleep talking with friends
Uh, okay, here goes the first one. So these are Jim Gary quotes. Um, Morgan Freeman is so class. He's so cool. He's so scary. <laughs> He's so what? Scary. Scary. <laughs> oh. 